we look around, but we do not see. We hear all these sounds, but fail to listen. We talk the talk so eloquently, but when the time comes to walk the walk, we just turn a blind eye. We have become an audience like those who sit around soccer fields with nice comfy seats and plenty of food and drinks to last for the game. We have become an audience who just sits on the sidelines. We're the audience to the cries of those who cry for justice, wondering if justice was ever just because now, now it's just them and their Lord. Asalaamu Alaikum everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Rogue Muslim Podcast. This week we are back with the continuation of the 26 Spiritual Habit series um, and I'm going to be giving you an update on how I fared with visiting the graveyard which was supposed to be for two weeks but ended up just being like I think a week or less. Also, if the audio sounds different, it is because it is. Um, I don't know what's happening with my microphone. I mean, it, if anyone knows how to troubleshoot a USB microphone, please, please, please let me know. Um, it's just not working and it's annoying me really. And uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. The YouTube videos are incredibly confusing, especially for somebody who is not best friends with technology. Um, so yeah, any advice would be very appreciated. So I really apologize if you hear pots banging, things are happening all around. It's really hard to just um, find quiet moments in quarantine. This is what I found, which I'm sure every single other person on the population has in this world has found if they are living with people. Um, yeah, it's just a little bit tricky and you can't, you know, some things you can't control. You can't control every single person's schedule to fit around your podcasting, recording, um, antics, you know? It's just not possible, as much as I sometimes wish that was possible. Um, anyway, so that's my thing. If you if you hear all these sounds, I do really apologise. Um, hopefully it's to a minimum. I've secluded myself in the quietest place in the house. Um... So hopefully it has a little bit of impact. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be updating you on the habit of uh, visiting the graveyard. So I visited, I think, four times. Um, actually, I said I was going to visit right after. I uploaded the um, the check the pre-check-in. I was like, oh, yeah, so I have a few days left and I'm going to go visit right after I upload this. So that day... I went down, like I was ready and everything went down and then my grandma didn't let me because it was two hours before Maghrib. <laughs> um, I mean, I can understand a little bit. For me, I was like, you know, it's still not Maghrib and I still have two hours. But, um, you know, gins, all the gins. And that's on gins, you know. Um, I feel like loads of Muslims can relate to just that phrase. And that's on the gins. Um... Yeah, so I didn't go then. So I went four times in total. And as expected, I really liked it. Um, I wouldn't, like, this. I wasn't even planning to do this every day, even afterwards. Like, I don't think that's possible. But I think once a week is very, very doable, ideally on Friday. Um, 
but I really, so here's how I kind of did it. Uh, because sometimes when I go to the graveyard, I don't really think about things. Like sometimes I just stare at the grave, recite duas, recite surahs. I'm not really necessarily thinking about the person um, that's there. Um, which I don't know if that's weird, but I think when you visit so often, um, or even if you don't, like, I don't know that, because I was asking my sister, I was like, what, when you were looking at a grave, like, are you thinking of that person? Are you thinking of thoughts? Are you thinking of memories? And she was like, no, sometimes I, most of the time I'm just standing there. Um, and I found that to be the case too. However, I didn't want these visits to just be me just staring at some soil, to be very honest with you. Um, because I'm, I'm technically staring at the body, but I'm not even thinking about the body necessarily. Um, so how I did it was, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I, uh, fairly frequently, but every day in the month of Ramadan have been sharing, um, one verse of Quran a day with some commentary. So I basically took that and I used that as a guided form of reflection when I went to the Kabristan or sorry, to the graveyard. Um, I would literally just reflect on that. I, uh, think about how it, uh, you know, talk how it's led to inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un what I needed to sort out with my akhlaq my practices my view of thinking etc as I um yeah reflected on that verse and and what that verse could teach me and I found this to be so incredibly fruitful I 10 out of 10 recommend anyone that is going to the graveyard to just read a verse of the Quran before that and literally use that as your guidance because everything in the Quran will lead to inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun in my eyes, right? Like whether that's the fiqh, whether that's the history, whether that's talking about God, um, talking about our prophets, whatever it is, right? It's all, all roads lead back to us returning back to Allah and, um, so I found this very, very helpful. So whether it was an ayah about the environment or about um, what it means to have God consciousness or um, what it means to not waste time, whatever it was the ayah I was reflecting on, it genuinely helped me guide it. And it just helped me sit with it um, just like, yeah, and just be like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm not doing. Well, this is how I see these systems working in the world or how I don't see it or what's missing etc etc um and so it was really I just really liked it and I think it made the visits more meaningful and uh, instilled that kind of drive I guess to want to go back because sometimes we do things and it becomes super ritualistic and then we lose sight of why we actually do it and I think this for me was really needed because I'd kind of lost sight of why I would be going to the graveyard like you know in my head it was like well I can recite these surahs and duas for my loved ones from home like I, I don't really need to go visit but other than like obviously I knew that going is a powerful reminder and um you know reminds you of your mortality and stuff but that was kind of it um and I don't say that lightly because that is not just a light thing. It's very important to be reminded of our mortality and it's a very heavy thing. However, when paired with a verse of the Quran and reflecting on that verse of the Quran, 
it's a game changer honestly it 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 means that not only am I very aware of my mortality I'm also aware of how I am uh, using my time, how I'm using my age, how I'm using my knowledge, how I'm using my body and um, yeah, how, how, what am I doing? What am I not doing? And actually I was listening to this um, uh, discussion by, hosted by Believers Bailout, which is a um, organization that uses zakat, zakat money to bail out Muslims who are incarcerated or need to um, have bail. Um, and this is an American one, but anyways, they had this uh, discussion between Sheikh Ustad Abdullah, I believe his name was, and Sheikh Azhar Nasser, and facilitated by facilitated by Doctor Suad. And um, in it, uh, Ustad was saying that um, you know we have all these guidelines in the Quran, and and those are good guidelines, but there's a lot also un- left unsaid for some things, right? We have a guideline on what to do, what not to do. We have a kind of uh, foundation, a basis, right? A framework. But within that framework, there's also a lot of room for creativity, a lot of room for us to creatively uh, support one another, reflect, work on ourselves, work on ourselves, community build, nation build, etc. right? So I think I just found it really interesting that even in the verses that I was reflecting on, what was left unsaid, what was up to me and up to my creativity and up to my connection and really how could I personalize this um, this verse to my life and I feel like it almost allowed me to appreciate free will I think a lot more um you know the whole like conversation between free will and predestination can be a pretty long one but um the way I understand it and I've shared this in the podcast before is that I you know my cousin explained it to me once that it's for example you're on uh you're driving right and you come to an intersection you can go left right or straight you can pick whatever way you want to go that's your free will but at whatever route you decide to take there's already a, a, a predestined mapped route for you and again within that predestined map route, you still have free will and um so I think I think reflecting on the verses and figuring out the silence in the verses really allowed me to be a little bit more conscious of how I'm using my free will um which is a decision we have to make every day right in every moment we also we always have to check in with how we're using our free will and does it match the predestined guidelines that we um know of right but yeah I just I hope that made sense also (laughs) Please let me know if you listen to this podcast, if that made any sense. Um, But yeah, I just, I really appreciate it. And I think I'm definitely going to continue. My sister and I, we went on Friday and uh, we ended up just walking around as well, the graveyard as well, because both of us are really interested in death. (laughs) Again, and I always say this, it's not in a a morbid way um, or in a... Uh, you know, in a way that you have to be concerned about our safety or anything, but in just like, you know, the different ways people have rituals, what they put on the gravestones, um, well, in this case specifically, as we were walking around, we were looking at what they put on the gravestones, obviously the the decision to cremate or um, bury or, you know, there's different options too, that you can um, steam your body to death, um, or not to death, you're already dead. 
you can steam your body so that everything kind of just evaporates and you just drain the person. Uh, so yeah, you can steam it with chemicals. That's a new one. Um, and it's uh, said to be more of an environmentally friendly way too. So yeah, there's just different ways. So we we're very interested in it. Anyways, we were walking around and it really helped to just see. Um, it's just a reminder of everything you do has a footprint, right? Because we don't, I mean, we don't know 99.9999% of the people in that graveyard, but they have history, they have story, they have impact, they leave their footprint, who knows what their legacies are, right? But it's not as if we die and then that's it. No, our story doesn't end. Our, 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 our story in this world continues, it has ripple effects. And so going to the graveyard was just a reminder of that, that again, you know, being conscious of my free will and now how am I using it to have a positive lasting impact instead of a negative lasting impact. And um, yeah, just a lot of, it's just a, it's just a great reminder. Honest to God, it's a fantastic reminder. And um and of course, when you go to the Kabristan, you can also reflect on Imam Hussein and Karbala and all of the, you know, there's the different waves that our Aima, our prophets have, um, what their legacy is. And even though we may not be able to visit their graves, you know, we can still kind of be transported to their place, their graves and their resting places and really reflect and think on their legacy and how theirs transcends time and transcends um, environment and land. It's not tied to any one place. And of course, in an increasing, in, well, increasingly in a globalized world, um, our legacy doesn't necessarily have to uh, stay in one place or one space. It can also be um, felt and impacted all around the world. So yeah, it's just, it kind of ties you back with the history and with the future and with God and, and taqwa and the verse of, of inna lillahi wa inna raji'un. And also, you know, the pre before that will test you with poverty and hunger and hardship and death. And so, you know, it also makes you think about all the people that have died here, what kind of test did they go through? And how am I reacting to my test in such a way that when I go into that grave I am not going to be negatively impacted my good sins are going to my good sins my good deeds are going to outweigh my sins right and and I'll feel comfort in the grave instead of hardship um so yeah it was really just incredible overall I don't really have anything else to say um, other than I will leave in the links in the show notes a lecture series being done by Said Amar Nakshwani right now, um, hosted by Hedri Jamat. Shout out to Hedri, my home Jamat. Love that place. Um, but yeah, they, he is doing a whole series on death. And I am so happy. I am so happy to be hearing about these things. And, and just honest to God, listen to it. It is so hopeful. Like I've never, you know, when you hear about death from the pulpit and he even says this too, he's like, people make it so, so scary. But this is the first time I've heard it from, from such a hopeful point of view, from such a beautiful point of view. And honest to God, if there's anything I've learned in the past 
week of doing this is that the more you talk about death, the more you think about death, the more you learn about death and the more you visit the graveyard, the more prepared your soul and your mind is. And I think that it really impacts how you view it and how um, at peace you feel with it. Like I feel a lot more calm about death. Um, and that's not to say that I, I, I'm like, oh, I'm so perfect. Just let me die tomorrow or something. No, it's just that I, I really, this series and these reflections and the Quran and everything, honest to God, I just, God's mercy is so underrated. And I don't think we talk about it enough, honestly. I really don't. I think as a community, we just focus on the hard, harder or more um, uh, accounts. No, I mean, there's a lot of fear mongering, isn't it? In the way that we talk about God, but his mercy, we I, I really think we do God injustice because we don't have faith in his mercy. I, and I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned over the past week is how much faith you can have in his mercy. Because yes, I will sin and I will continue to sin, but God's got your back. I read, I can't remember where I read it and I really want to find it again and post it. But I read something that, um, you know, God protected you in your womb. And he will continue to protect you in this life. And then he will shroud you and protect you in the afterlife. I don't know. But anyways, it was just talking about God's protection in a really beautiful way. I think Sheikh Bayaz Jaffer had said it. And somebody might have tweeted it. Um, but yeah, just this idea that we are enveloped and literally... What is it? This Rahim. Rahim means womb. Um... Rahman and Rahim both mean mercy, but one is for the believers, one is for, includes the disbelievers, and, um, uh, or is it Surah Fatiha? <laughs> anyways, the opening surah talks about, um, how God really protects you, and so his mercy is literally enveloping us, and I think going to the graveyard really does allow you to um reflect on that and appreciate that so that's it from me um I just yeah I really encourage everyone to try just try going once a week honestly and just reflect on a verse of the Quran if you don't know what verse of the Quran you want to reflect on I and my highlights on my Instagram page have a, a two highlights dedicated to Quran Tafsir so you can just look on there and there's your commentary and there's your verse. Um, so you can kind of go through that if you want. But yeah, that's it. I 10 out of 10 recommend this. And let me know if you do go and if you do try this out or what your thoughts are on going to the graveyard anyways. Um, genuinely would really be interested to know. So you can contact me to have those discussions either on email. It's theroguemuslim at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all just at theroguemuslim. And... If you have some time in quarantine, I'd really appreciate it if you could give a review to the podcast or even just share the episodes that you're listening to publicly. If you have social media, um, you know, just tag me and it's just a really good way to gain momentum and to invite others to listen to it um, and kind of remind people that there are different episodes out, right? Um, so yeah, that's it from me. I hope everyone is keeping safe and well and that um, 
the Ramadan is going well. I am kind of, I'm of two minds. Like I'm really appreciating the time, but I'm really missing the community. I really am. I knew I was going to struggle with this, but it just doesn't feel like Ramadan to me, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm really working to make the mosque in my heart and in my soul, but two things can be true at the same time. I could be doing that and I could equally miss the community aspect of it and just seeing everyone and eating together um, and praying together. So yeah, it's, it is what it is. It's okay. Um, but I really hope we can be in a mosque next year. I'm saying, I'm like, I'm not going to complain anymore because, and I think we were talking about this with my, like my grandma and um, friends at mosque and stuff. Like, you know, we complain so much about oh people waste this much food or you know it's only a certain amount number of us that are doing work at the mosque and um it's uh you know it can be really draining and why do people like this and their akhlaq and their manners and also you know you, then you're like well my akhlaq and manners are going down the drain because i'm complaining about this blah blah blah, blah. so we were thinking we're like okay this is good because we can also reflect and we can not complain so much and whatever but you know, I, I really am going to do my best not to complain about people, um, the lack of manners and stuff like that um, next year, inshallah, or, you know, as soon as we can go back to mosque. Um, anyways, that's it. Please let me know how you're feeling about Ramadan. Really, how is it going for you? Because there's also a lot of pressure online to, like, act a certain way or put on a brave face and say you're really good. But honestly... Even in the lows, there's a lot to be learnt and there's a lot that you can you can find Allah in the lows as well or you can just sit with what you know of Allah in the lows even if you're not finding new things about him, right? Um, and Allah will guide you to him anyways. Um, so yeah, just let me know. I really hope everyone's doing well. I think if we could close this podcast episode with a surah fatiha for all our loved ones, our marhumin, all those who have passed away fighting COVID, um, who are passing away in jails because government doesn't know how to deal with this. I really, okay, I'm going to also link the YouTube video for the Believers Bailout discussion I was talking about. I highly, highly recommend listening to that because the viewpoints of abolition um, in Islam and the different stories that we have to, um, to, to, uh, learn from honest to god I was floored with the some of them I knew some of it already but the stories I was just like whoa I knew abolition movements and perspectives and kind of uh discourse from a more academic secular side I didn't really know it from a Islamic point of view and honest to god it's one of the most fascinating discussions I've ever had best one one and a half hour ever spent really truly um so I'm gonna link that below too so yeah please let's just pray for them and anyone that's uh recently departed and you know those that have um moved on to the next life and the next journey so Surat al-Mubarakat al-Fatiha and uh also Salawat for the Prophet in it um so yeah take care until next time I talk Love us.